Today we, we celebrate the feast day of St. Matthias, one of the apostles, though not one of the original twelve. We see in our first reading how he became an apostle in the first place. Peter is speaking about Judas, the one who betrayed Christ and, and then uh, hung himself. Peter says, Judas was numbered among us and was allotted a share in this ministry. And so another must take his office. His office remains. So Peter says, quote, It is necessary that one of the men who accompanied us the whole time the Lord Jesus came and went among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day on which he was taken up from us, become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they ultimately choose Matthias, right? And they'll lay hands on him uh, and, and give him the, the fullness of holy orders. Our first reading, it clearly shows apostolic secession. All right, In the Nicene Creed that we recite at Mass on Sunday, we profess our belief in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. These are the four marks of the church. And as the Catechism tells us in paragraph 811, these four characteristics, inseparably linked with each other, indicate essential features of the church in her mission. The church is apostolic because she was founded by Christ on his apostles and is governed by their lawful successors. In our first reading, St. Peter as the first pope is, is presiding over an important decision. Who will take Judas's office? 2,000 years later, and the 266th man to assume the Petrine office, the office of St. Peter, Pope Francis, uh, is, is governing uh, the same church Jesus Christ founded. There is a single unbroken chain of continuity from our time to the apostles in Jesus Christ, and not just for the Pope, but every bishop. The apostles themselves received holy orders. They were ordained bishops at the Last Supper, where Jesus instituted the sacrament of holy orders, as well as the sacrament of the Eucharist. And so apostolic secession passes on the office of the apostles down to modern-day bishops and popes. We have this unbroken line of secession through holy orders between the time of Christ and 2020. But not only does apostolic secession pass on the hierarchy Christ established, it also ensures the deposit of faith that the apostles received from Christ is handed on in a living way, guarded from error by the Holy Spirit to every generation. All that Christ revealed to the apostles, the fullness of God's revelation to man, has been handed on in sacred tradition. You know, the Catechism has three beautiful paragraphs which explain this, and they're, and they're early in the Catechism. They're, they're uh, paragraphs 77 to 79. This explains how the Church is apostolic in her teaching. Quote, In order that the full and living gospel might always be preserved in the Church, the apostles left bishops as their successors. They gave them their own position of teaching uh, authority. That is, the, the position uh, of the apostles, the apostles' teaching authority went to the bishop. Indeed, the apostolic preaching, which is expressed in a special way in the inspired books, was to be preserved in a continuous line of secession until the end of time. This living transmission, accomplished in the Holy Spirit, is called tradition, since it is distinct from sacred scripture, though closely connected to it. Through tradition, the church in her doctrine, life, and worship perpetuates and transmits to every generation all that she herself is, all that she believes. 
The sayings of the Holy Fathers are witness to the life-giving presence of this tradition, showing how it, its riches are poured out in the practice and life of the Church and her belief and her prayer. The Father's self-communication made through his word and the Holy Spirit remains present and active in the Church. God, who spoke in the past, continues to converse with the spouse of his beloved Son. And the Holy Spirit, through whom the living voice of the Gospel rings out in the Church and through her in the world, leads believers to the full truth, makes the word of Christ dwell in them, uh, dwell in, them in all its richness. You know, let's think about this. God wants to reveal certain truths necessary for our salvation. Then he has, if he's going to do that, he has to ensure that these truths will be preserved for all generations, or at least it would make sense that he would do that, right? To, to preserve these truths for every generation until Christ comes again in his glory. This he has done through his church founded upon the apostles. Christ says in our gospels, in our gospel today, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. That was true of the first apostles, and that's true of, of every generation, um, it, because generation upon generation of men and women have answered Christ's call. I have, you and I have, the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith in 2020. We have those truths necessary for salvation. Now, we might not be a pope, we might not be a bishop, yet we are all called not merely to practice the Catholic faith, but to pass it on. As we come out of our stay-at-home orders, let us resolve to be bold and audacious in sharing the Catholic faith with others, with bringing others to those truths necessary for salvation.